0: All right, let's grab our Bibles. We're going to be looking over in the book of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 in your Bible. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 in your Bible. Hey, who can tell me what I preached on Monday morning? Mama mia, it's a hymn And what I preached on yesterday morning? Going further with God. That's exactly right. Does anybody remember the points? Uh, hey, you did good. You get an A plus. Anybody got a cookie? Make sure. First Timothy chapter number one in your Bible. You say, "Why'd you do that?" Well, I wanted to see if anybody was paying attention, and I know that you are. But it's a blessing that these young people can remember this, can remember this, and put it to memory, and uh, it'll be a help to them. Even if they don't need it this very moment, they'll need it later in their lives. Amen. First Timothy chapter number one in your Bible. If you don't mind, let's stand together, and we're going to read just two verses. And uh, then we'll ask the Lord's blessings on the message and let you be seated. 1 Timothy chapter number 1 and verse number 18. If you found your place, say, I'm there. All right, look at it. The Bible says, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, have made shipwreck. Now the Apostle Paul here in writing to Timothy, warning him and charging him, he's telling him the catastrophe of that day. He could have used a pony pile up, but that probably wouldn't have been very great. Could have said there was a camel crash down there on 27, but it probably wouldn't have done much. They didn't have airplanes, they didn't have trains. The greatest catastrophe that could happen that they would know about was for a ship to wreck. I'm talking about a ship to crash. He said, that my. my. Uh, for you to miss out what I, on, on what I'm fixing to tell you here, Timothy, would be would be a shipwreck. And uh, I want to take just a few minutes this morning to preach for just a little while on some things that will cause you to wreck. Some things that will cause you to wreck. Let's pray and then you can be seated. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us, God. You are wonderful. God, we thank you so much for the people that have gathered together and assembled together and you've commanded us to, and God, for these young people that have sung. God, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I know you love it, and I'm praying, God, your blessings be upon the remainder of this hour. God, may you use the preaching, God, for your glory, and as I've stated, Lord, may you help these people, Lord, to, re- to receive the word of God with gladness and to retain it. Lord, may they file it somewhere. May you file it in their minds, Lord, and in their hearts that when they need these things, God, you'll bring them back up. God, they'll be able to be helped because of it. That's our heart's desire. And prayer to you this morning, we ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I'm concerned, uh, Brother Gravely, about those, and uh, you can name several, and I can too, that seemingly start off so good. I know some preachers I could name, and you know them well and have set by them that have preached for many years and then they mess up and it's over and they're gone. And I don't want that. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for my wife. I don't want that for this pastor. I don't want that for these people. I want you to start right, but I want you to finish right as well. My, my, did you know you can have reward and you can lose your reward? Now, you're looking at a preacher that believes salvation is by grace through faith and that it's not of works lest any man should boast. I believe in eternal security. I believe that when I'm saved, I'm always saved. I birthed into the family of God. I'm kept by the power of God. I've been sealed by the Holy Ghost of God. The Spirit has placed me into the body of Christ, and God is not going to have part of his body not there. Amen. If you're saved by the grace of God, I believe we're going to be there. But I do believe that you can lose reward. Anybody amen that? I believe you can have a pile of rewards laid aside that you've labored and worked for God and you can lose those reward. I can show you some scriptures that could prove that, but I believe that we all understand that. We can labor and work for God and then have it taken away. And how can it get took away? We can end this thing on the wrong side. Amen. I'm talking about on the wrong side of the will of God and the wrong side of the fellowship of God and we can lose our reward. Saved, yes. Stand before God. Amen. Wonderful. But uh, we will not receive the reward that God wanted us to have because uh, we wrecked in our walk for God. I'm reminded of one in the Old Testament and I could name many but I can tell you about a man named Asa. Preacher's very familiar with that. I know he knows these scriptures. But Asa started off so great, my my, he was so uh, 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 desirous and so zealous about uh, doing God's will uh, that uh, he burned down and tore down groves and and took idols out of the house of God. Did all kinds of things. Even even his mother-in-law dealt with her. And, and, and man, I mean, he is on fire for God. Uh, but then at the end of it. He's upset with God and God puts a disease upon his feet and he will not turn to God. God does everything that he can to get him to get right with him. He won't get right and he died. He died. Let me say to you tonight, I'm concerned about those that I'm seeing that sometimes I go to preach a revival and they're there and they're shouting it out and then the next time I come, uh, the pastor says they're nowhere to be found. So then I want to do my best to help you and I'm going to try to compare this just a little bit to a car and uh, that way maybe it'll stick with your minds just a little bit better. Our Lord was the great master preacher. There's never been a preacher on planet earth that was as skilled as the Lord Jesus. And why? Because when he spoke it, it was the word of God. He he was the greatest preacher, greatest missionary uh, that this world has ever known. And our Lord was so... Uh, amazing about how that he could take something and use it as an example uh, uh, make a parable out of it if you would uh, and then he would uh, uh, allow that to be able to stick into their minds because they had a picture of it, uh, of what illustration God would use. uh, This morning I'm going to use a a car as an illustration, you driving a car uh, and uh, and we'll see some things that might could cause you uh, uh, to wreck. You with me? My my, we've got a car out there. We're having our car worked on, and so they gave us a loaner car. And uh, I'm not I'm not used to these new cars. They've got all kinds of these fancy things on them. Uh, this car has a woman that tells you what to do in it. And uh, as I'm driving down the road, uh, I punched in uh, you know how to get here from my house, and. I, it's amazing because uh, this woman, she says, uh, okay, you're going to be turning right up here in, in .7 of a mile. I'll go about two-tenths of a mile. She'll come back on there and say, you're going to be turning right in in five-tenths of a mile. And a few minutes, just a, a minute or so later, I mean, she gets back on there and says, you're going to turn right here in 1,500 feet. Then she says, you're going to turn right in 500 feet. And you'll almost uh, hear the, uh, the voice tone changing. And uh, then I've never had a car do this, but uh, she comes on and says turn right now <laughs> and uh, okay uh, Linda said I need that one in my car cause I mean you can't miss the road uh, when she's talking to you amen now what does that have to do with this nothing but I'm going to try to tell you something about how that does have to do with the message alright amen uh, we're going to first of all deal with some things that could cause you to wreck now I'll be honest with you some of these young people are you driving a car yet young man You no, no I, I didn't think so uh, you can't never tell nowadays he might be nineteen you don't never know <laughs> but uh, I will say this to you even uh, the uh, uh, the other folks, the adults in the room you need to listen to this message Amen. because though you may not need it at this very moment you better you better put some of these things in your mind. I've been working on writing this into a book. My wife stays on me and says, you need to get that done. Uh, she's like that woman in the car, amen. And turn right now, she says. and uh, but, Amen. Uh, so uh, number one, I'm going to deal with several points. I'm not going to take very long, uh, uh, but I do want to share with you some things that might stick in your mind. First of all, I want to deal uh, with looking too much in the rear view mirror uh, can cause you to wreck, Hey man, now i gonna tell you something about that car out there. It's got a big windshield in it. That windshield's probably this wide and uh, this tall. And uh, and uh, But there's something that's right up there in the middle of the car, stuck up on the top, uh, and it's a little teeny mirror. Now uh, the one that's in that car is about that big. Uh, and it's stuck up over here uh, and you can glance up at it. It's, I love it. I'm glad that I've got it. Uh, it can keep you from wrecking. And by the way, let me let you in on something. If you uh, wreck uh, everybody else has to stop. I found that out on my way up there yesterday going through Knoxville to go get some paper. I found out that when somebody wrecks it causes everybody else to have to stop. And even if they don't have to stop, they'll at least slow down and look at you real good. And so I'd rather not wreck, wouldn't you? Uh, Amen. And so then, I want to say this, uh, uh, looking too much in the rearview mirror can cause you to wreck. Uh, Now, there's a song out there. I love the song, Roll Back the Curtain of Memory Now and Then. Uh, Show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. And I love that song. You love it too. Uh, Amen. And to God be the glory, we're not what we used to be. But, uh, listen to me, if God wanted you just to focus on what was behind you, uh, he'd have made the rearview mirror this big, and he'd have made the windshield that big. Hey, Amen, God made it small because he wants you to glance at it. Uh, he doesn't want you to focus on it. Uh, and if you decide you're going to focus on it, uh, you're not going it to pay it, uh, no attention going forward for God, uh, but you're just going to focus on the little rearview mirror. Uh, if you focus on it, I promise you, uh, it won't be very long until you're going to wreck You better get your mind off of what happened down uh, ten years ago. Uh, Well, eight years ago. I can't believe I fell like that. Uh, I I just can't get over it. Uh, Hey, let me tell you what Paul said. Uh, Can you imagine what it would have been like Paul, Pastor, uh, to have uh, done what he did? Uh, uh, You remember he was uh, uh, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Uh, It was Paul Paul before he was saved. He was Saul of Tarsus, and it was him uh, that stood there while they laid their coats at his feet and stoned the man of God the deacon Stephen to death killed him he rooted them all and then later he gets saved on the road to Damascus amen and then God sends him around and he had persecuted Christians and now he's saved uh, I'm going to use this illustration but out on the, the front sign this week, Paul, former Saul of Tarshish, will be preaching the revival. People are coming because they know that they should and because the pastor said, we're going to have revival. Some of them may come in there and sit down. Their husband wasn't sitting with them. And it was because Saul of Tarsus had killed him. Well, laddie, it would have been hard uh, because it wasn't just men that got killed. But uh, it didn't matter whether they was men or women. It didn't matter uh, when Paul, before he got saved, Saul, uh, amen. When he went out on a rampage to kill Christians, uh, it didn't matter if they was men or women. Uh, he was going to slaughter them or put them into a prison, uh, and it could have been uh, that maybe uh, he went to that meeting at that church. Uh, and sure enough, here sits a man, but his wife's not there. And if anybody had had a sorrow to look back on and say, "Oh my, I can't believe I done that," it would have been Paul. Do right. you know what Paul had to say? Paul said, "Forgetting those things which are behind." How could he go forward? How could he Hey, how could he make it through the rest of his life? And we know that he did. He said he fought a good fight. He finished his course. He kept the faith. How did he do it? How did he finish right? How did he fight a good warfare? How, because he quit looking behind. Amen. And he kept looking forward. Now some of you are elder folk in here. And you go back over your life and you're thinking about times when you fell down, when you tripped, when you stumbled, when you messed up. Or maybe even you got saved later in life and you go back and you're embarrassed every time you think about it. Or maybe you know someone and you see them down at Walmart or something and all of a sudden there they are and it's almost like all those thoughts come flushing through your mind and it's an embarrassment. And truly it is. And to glance up where you have been. Amen. I can remind you not to go there again. But be careful now. You can't focus on that. So then, I know this is a, a school, uh, and so we're going to give you driving 101, okay? Uh, hey, man, young ladies, uh, anybody in here about to turn 16 or maybe 15 and you're getting your your your, your learner's permit, anybody, no? Anybody ever going to turn 16? No? Okay, hey amen. All right, I hope you turn 16, hey Amen. Uh, but uh, let me tell you something. Uh, You don't focus on uh, the past. And you say, well, preacher, that's silly. Uh, I don't know why you'd even do that. Of course we know not to stare at the rearview mirror. Do we really? Do we really know not to stare at the rearview mirror? Because I know some men, uh, and I can name them, and you'll amen. You'll amen louder than you just did this then. I can name all four or five preachers and they've never got over it that a church did them wrong or some preacher did them wrong or maybe a camp meeting didn't preach them enough and they're so angry and they're upset and they can go back 20 years and tell you how somebody didn't call on them to preach in in the camp meeting jubilee. And they never get over that lady, she's upset and mad because somebody sung her song. Now she didn't write it uh, and she hadn't sung it in two years and a half. Amen. But uh, uh, some man got up there and sung it and she's mad and she ain't gonna get over it. I tell you something, you cannot focus on the rear view mirror of life. Paul's trying to help us. Paul's telling us you're going to crash. You're going to have a shipwreck. Hey, you're going to mess up if you're always focusing on the past. I had a car one time. Sun hit it just right. I guess heated up the little sticker thing that was holding the mirror on there and it fell off. I mean, I'm driving along, scared me to death, amen. And i was driving along, I wish I'd had that woman on the intercom to say, in 200 yards, your mirror will fall off. I would have I appreciated it, but she wasn't there. And because she wasn't there, I'm driving along, all of a sudden it fall, I mean, because, it, I mean, the mirror just fell off. It crashed, went down in the floorboard. I mean, man, it scared me to death. And I thought, well, that ain't no big deal, they need that much anyway, and so I just and got it and laid it in the back floorboard. I found myself glancing up. I realized I glanced up there more than I thought I glanced up there. Hey, man, I'll be honest with you. In order to drive right and be safe, you do need to glance back. There's been a few times when I've stopped somewhere and I glanced back and I saw they wasn't paying attention. That's probably Texan, reckon? Hey man, You know, a 16-year-old girl, she's Texan. She knows how to drive so good now. It's the third time she's drove. She's already drove twice. She has got this. She's Texan. She's taking a selfie. She's coming in. I see it in the rearview mirror. You know what I do? I I pull up, move over, try to get out of the way. And maybe, maybe because I glanced back there. Hey, man, I saw that a wreck was, I seen a big transfer truck one time coming. He locked her down. I heard the squealing. I saw the smoke rolling off the tires. I said, something tells me he's not going to stop in time. And so I stomped it to the floor and peeled out and got just enough to where when he come to a stop, I was already out there. And luckily, nobody else was around and everything worked out good. And I was glad I looked in the rearview mirror. It wasn't but just a couple of days. I said, I didn't need that rear view. I said, I got to get some glue and put that rearview mirror back up because I can't be safe without that. Hey, man, let me tell you something, especially adults. Seems like maybe the young people don't have as much to look back at. Heard a man just the other day. He got up and he talked about uh, how that God had saved him out of making meth, and he was the number three meth maker in Ray County. And and God dealt with him and saved him and washed him and cleansed him. And and, uh, but he stood there and cried. Him and his wife stood up and gave their testimony and talked about some of the horrible things that they'd done. Uh, I got a little nervous. They were talking about all these things, and I really didn't want everybody to hear all that. Uh, But they were telling about their past, and they were uh, they were warning others, and that's good to a sense then there was a man stood up and said, well, I don't know about none of that. I never have done, I never have drank anything. Never have, I don't even think I've ever said a curse word. And, and I never have done meth and I've never looked at pornography and all that. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to be a Pharisee. He wasn't trying to be more pious than they were or anything. He just said, God saved me when I was five years old. He said, I don't know nothing about none of that. We shattered the house now. Yeah, listen to me you want to wreck you just keep looking too much in that rearview mirror I'll tell you something you'll never go forward as long as you focus on that you'll never get really where you want to get with God if you focus on that little mirror instead of that big giant windshield number two you ready Amen, we're going to go on a trip. Amen, looking too much in the rearview mirror can cause you to wreck. Philippians chapter number 3, verse number 13, if you're taking notes, you can look at that a little bit later. Number two, driving under the influence can cause you to wreck. Now they say that big, many uh, reasons that there's people that crash today is because they're driving under the influence. Let me say something to you, young people. Don't never drink. Ephesians chapter number five, verse number eighteen says, "Be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but, but be ye filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God." Amen. God wants you to be filled up with God, not filled up with wine or filled up with strong drink. Uh, Proverbs twenty, verse number one says, "Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging." Uh, amen. Let me tell you something. You're going to be deceived if you uh, if you get caught up in that. Proverbs twenty-three through twenty-nine through thirty-five. Whoa, whoa! Who hath woe? And God gives a warning. If you want to mess up, if you want to wreck your life, I start drinking. Amen. And Proverbs 31 verse number 3 through 5 and Isaiah 5, 22, and Isaiah 28, 7 and Hosea four eleven, and Habakkuk 2, 15 and Romans 13, 13 and Galatians 5, 19 through 21 and 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. Amen. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 10, 11. God is warning us over and over and over. Don't drink. Don't drink. Don't ever taste of it. Somebody comes up to you and says, oh, come on. You can taste of it. Don't taste of it. Oh, just smell of it. No, don't smell of it. Matter of fact, God told you not to even look at it. He said if it moves in the cup, don't look at it. Amen. alcoholic drinks, you put them in there, they move in the cup, don't look at it. Amen. makes me nervous when somebody pours me a Dr. Pepper. i give it a second look there for just a second. Amen. Don't drink. Young people, don't drink. Don't let nobody talk you into drinking. Don't ever even take a sip of it. Don't even take a, a smell of it. Don't even look at Hey, it is wicked. Uh, there's nothing good about alcohol. Uh, all it's going to do is cause you to wreck. Uh, hey, Amen. all it takes is one drink and it's going to lead to two. Uh, and then before you know it, it's going to be three, four, five. Uh, and before you know it, you're going to be uh, addicted to it and you're going to start desiring and craving it. Uh, hey, Amen. it's going to take over your life. It's going to ruin you. I didn't know it at the time. I preached the message years ago. Oh, look what sin has done. I talked about, look what it's done to Adam and look what it did to David and look what it did to, and I named off several in the Bible. I also talked about what it had done in my life. My dad was a bad drunkard. He was a bad, I said, Brother Allen one time, I said, Brother Allen, my dad was an alcoholic. He stood up and said, no, he was a drunk. And the world tries to make it look better than it is, but he was a drunk. And because of that, he ruined our family. Our family was always in turmoil. It was always having to get dad out of jail and it was always he was in a fight or he shot somebody or he cut somebody or and I'll never do it again. And, and he'd come home and he'd beat on us and he'd beat on my mama and he busted her nose and, and broke her arm and, and cut her hair off with his pocket knife and all those things. And you say, man, your daddy was evil. He was a good man. Until he drank. When he poured it in, it was like pouring in a liquid devil as he'd turn up his uh, head, uh, and that stuff would roll in him, he'd come back, brother Laddie, and his countenance would change uh, every time he'd take it up. Always walked around with a half pint in his back pocket uh, or a fifth in his hand. Uh, always walking around with a beer. Uh, hey, always, uh, always. Seemingly, he could not stop it. It was terrible. After he'd beat us uh, uh, through the night, uh, sometimes we'd wake up with a black eye, a busted lip, uh, or maybe mom would have a broke jaw, uh, and we'd all be standing the next morning, and he'd cry and say, I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. I promise you now, uh, I'll never do it again. I remember standing in front of him one time as a little boy uh, this size on the front row, uh, and him looking at me and saying, son, I'm sorry, while my eye was all uh, swollen out and, and red in the white. And he said, I'm sorry, son, and I'll never do it again. But it wouldn't be but just a few hours, Brother Laddie. And his hands would start shaking. I could still see him rubbing his face. And he'd wring his hands. Sweat would start beating up on his forehead. If you want a wreck... Drink. You want to wreck? Do dope. You want to wreck? You want to wreck? I'm not talking about a car. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about ruining your life. Hey, Amen. I'm talking about, hey, destroying your life. You don't never need to drink. You don't never need to try no dope. Don't ever smoke a cigarette. Hey, one preacher said, you know what's on the other side of that cigarette? A sucker. Don't Smoke cigarettes. Now, if somebody's in here and smokes, I feel sorry for you. I know you're addicted to it. You probably want to get away from it, but it's got a hold on you just like it did my daddy. But God's grace is sufficient. He can help you if you want to. What odds it? You got to be willing. Amen. You got to be willing if you want to go farther with God. Amen. It's killing your testimony. Amen. You think you got it hid, but everybody smells it when you come walking in. You've tried to cover it up with all that perfume. But you know, all that perfume mixed in with cigarette smoke, it just really isn't the best. Smell. and I'm not trying to be mean to you I'm just trying to help you it's killing you it's, it's it's ruining your lungs it can cause cancer it's on the pack read the pack it says this will kill you oh give me one no don't ever try cigarettes you know what cigarettes does? Cigarettes, what it'll do is it, it teaches you rebellion. Uh, the preacher, no doubt, he tells you don't do that. Uh, and so you go ahead and do it. Uh, try and look tough. Uh, try and look big. You know, you got it in your fingers. Uh, you know, you're looking big and tough and smoke's rolling off of you. You remember the first time some in here might have smoked something Remember the first time you put it in your mouth? Oh, uh, you was going to look big and tough. How uh, Somebody lit it for you and you was holding it in your fingers. Felt so odd, so weird. That's because God didn't make that for you to have that thing dangling out of your fingers. Uh, hadn't but you was trying to look tough up and look big you know and you're trying to be like uh, somebody that was cool or some movie star or something and boy you stand there looking all big uh, and then you decided you're going gonna to breathe some of it and so you pulled it in Ah-ha! 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 you spent three minutes trying to keep from puking and some, somebody looked over at you and said boy wasn't that good <laughs> no it wasn't good do you know what it'll do, though? Uh, that smoking that cigarette, is gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna cause you to want to try some marijuana, and that marijuana's gonna want to get you to try some meth, and that meth's gonna get you to try, to, uh, try some LSD, uh, man, or some heroin, uh, and before you know it, you're ruined! You've wrecked! Don't wreck. I got 31 points. Somebody's gonna have to pray. I don't have to be back till 7. Does that start at 7. 7. Looking too much in the rear view mirror cause you to wreck drinking. Uh, Under the influence, amen, will cause you to wreck. Not sure where you're going can cause you to wreck. You know, there's a lot of people and they struggle with whether they're saved or not. Somebody can try to tell you, again, GPS is a wonderful thing. Unless it leads you on some road. Everybody that's ever drove on that say amen right there. Right? Amen. I remember I, Lennon, I, one time I was preaching revival over in uh, over in uh, Murphy, North Carolina. And I would got done with the revival and a man told me, he said, hey, are you going all the way back through O'Kohan and coming out in Cleveland and coming all the way around to your house? He said, you can cut through a shortcut and come through Sweetwater and you can be at your house in an hour. I said, I don't see how it's taking me two hours to come this other way. Hey, you think I'm gonna save an hour? He said, oh yeah, I drove it for 20 something years. I worked at once more damn. He said, if you'll take this road right here, uh, you can do it. I punched it in the little GPS thing. And it's a miracle that I'm here today. That thing sent me through four wheeler trails. You better know where you're going. You can't just trust anybody. Hey, if you'll turn down there, uh, you know you can save an hour cutting through that trail right there. Yeah, uh huh. You better trust this right here. Hey Amen. I'll tell you whether, you whether you're saved or not. You say, preacher, you don't know if I'm saved or not. Hey Amen. If you line up with this Bible, you're saved. If you don't line up with this Bible, you're lost. Doesn't matter how many feelings you got. One preacher said they could, that you could have goosebumps so big that a piglet can suck on them. It doesn't matter. Hey Amen. It doesn't matter how good you feel. If you don't line up with this Bible, then you're lost. Your mama can say, I believe you're saved, honey. If you don't line up with this Bible, you're lost. Your daddy can say, well, I believe you're a good boy, son. You're going to be all right. If you don't line up with the Bible, then you're lost. Hey, man, you better know where you're going. Hey, man, trying to turn around, turning the wrong way, slapping on your brakes. Hey, man, that'll cause a wreck, and it may cause some others to crash. I know some men that have crashed. I know some women that have crashed, and it's caused others to crash. I know one preacher I used to preach four years ago down in Georgia. I'm not going to name it. Somebody might know him. Because he messed up, a young preacher that loved him so much killed himself. Because his pastor messed up. And he wasn't a young boy. He wasn't 6, 9, 14. He was already married and had kids. But it devastated him so much that his man of God had crashed. And he went in, sat down, pulled a gun right in front of his mama. That's devastating. Caused her to crash. Man, I've got to go. Looking too much in the rearview mirror can cause you to wreck. Driving under the influence can cause you to wreck. Not sure where you're going can cause you to wreck. Uh, Amen. Uh, uh, The Bible says, amen, be careful now. The Bible says, and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Brings me to my next point here. Uh, too much weight can cause you to wreck. In Hebrews chapter number 12, uh, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, talking about chapter number 11, and God gives us all those great uh, witnesses of faith, uh, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with gro- so great a crowd of witnesses, a cloud of witnesses, they're watching you. A cloud, people are watching you. Brother Laddie, you might not even know it. But it may be that boy in that yellow shirt right there. You might not know it. But he goes home and he may not even tell his mom or daddy. But he just may say, that Brother Laddie is awesome. When he stands up, it's different. I want to be like him. And see, Brother Pastor, you may not know this. You might not know it. But it may, it may be that little girl back there on the third row. And she said, He's my man of God. When you wreck, if you wreck, you'll devastate her. Well, laddie, if you you fall, you'll ruin him because he's watching you. I preach a message about those other little ships. Mama, here's Jesus on the big ship, but there were other little ships. What were they doing? They were watching the big ship. The one that had Jesus on board. Man, is anybody with me on this thing? I feel like I'm gonna have to, 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 to eat this pulpit. Too much weight. But far seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us run the race that is set before us. Listen to this. Let us lay aside every weight. If I was running a race, I would not carry 50 pounds on my back. Who's the fastest boy amongst all these right here? Does anybody know? anybody know who's the fastest? Come on. You think it's probably him? He said, You come up here. He said, Not me, Brother Frazier. <laughs> I ran track in school. I was right behind the All County I think I could It's, oh, it's alright if I run in here Annie. I believe I can beat you To that back wall Back yonder You think I can Alright I'm going to race you To the back Because I'm quick now I'm an old man But son There's a reason Why there ain't no hair up here So I bloated off Amen We're going to race you back How old are you 17 17 Alright now Again now It's going to be on Okay You give it everything you got but before we start, brother, I need to borrow you. Come up here just a little bit. He's around to the back, feeling better about this. Amen. Put your arms around his shoulders, are under all the way around. Amen. Put all your weight on him. Amen. Ready, set, go. What's the matter? He quit, he said. I don't blame you one bit. Thank you, man. You know what the problem was right there? Weight. <laughs> Too much weight. Amen. I'm not making fun of him, and he knows I don't. I've loved him for years. Amen. He, he's loved me on and off for maybe a little while, but amen, he loves me now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You can't run this race with, with weights. Right. When I was in school, we had little weights you could strap around your legs so that you could prepare for a next run, and then when you got ready for the race, you know what you did? You took those weights off. Let me tell you something about a transfer truck. I was driving up the mountain over here, Mont Eagle Mountain, coming off this side. You notice there's some places called runaway ramps. They got little pea gravels in them. That way when the transfer truck comes over the top of the hill, if he's got too much weight and the brakes can't hold him back, rather than him to crash, what they did is they made a way for you to get off a little ramp that you can take an exit on. And when you do, it sinks up in those gravels and it could save your life. Now let me tell you something before I get too far in this. Amen. These weights, it don't necessarily have to be that he's got a whole truckload of marijuana. Amen. It could be ba- it could be uh, baby materials. Uh, I'm talking about uh, diapers and stuff for a little child. Uh, it could be it could be that it's something real good, like food to feed the helpless people. It don't have to be a bad thing. The weights don't have to be a bad thing. It's just too much of it. That's right. I say this all the time. If a good thing keeps you from the best thing. It's a bad thing. Nothing wrong with hunting. Nothing wrong with fishing. Nothing wrong with hobbies. Nothing wrong with yeah. There's something wrong with golf. Oh, there's just something wrong with it. Uh, uh, no, I'm gonna get in trouble on that one. No, there's nothing wrong with golf. Nothing wrong with not wrong, nothing wrong with having a hobby. nothing wrong. But let me tell you something. If it just keeps you from doing, now, Amen. What you should be doing. Now, it can become a bad thing. Amen. amen. Nothing wrong with. Oh man, I'm on trouble. Lord, help me. Nothing wrong with Kados and nothing wrong with Walmart and nothing wrong with uh, you know. Uh, Bilk, and nothing wrong with the Marshals and nothing wrong with. Linda said, Amen, amen, there ain't nothing wrong with anything. Oh, amen. amen. But if a good thing keeps you from, a, from the best thing, it's a bad thing. Amen. And so then be careful with your weights because weights can just attach to you here and attach to you there. And before you know it, you've got a whole bunch of it. And before you know it, hey, it's more than you can bear and it can cause you to wreck. I know some people that have had have had anxiety attacks because they had too much weight. I know some people that's had strokes because they had too much weight. I know people that have quit the ministry because it was too much weight. And there wasn't bad things. They were Christians. They were godly people. But this one had a, I had a husband that died. And this one over here, a, a son went wayward. And before you know it, it just overwhelmed them. So I back up to point number three. And the sin which doeth so easily beset us. I was listening to a preacher on the way down here. I guess he's a preacher. And he was ridiculous. And I told Linda, I said, honey, that's not what that even means. I'll tell you something, this, this, this sin, the definite article. I'm going to pull out my DR period out right here. Definite article. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, the definite article. Only one. There's only one way. Amen. There's only one. And let me tell you something about Jesus. Amen. He, he made it plain and clear that there is a sin, the sin. There is a, the sin. It's not plural, these sins. It's not many sins. That man said, uh, that every sins. Uh, no, no, it, it's, there's one sin. And that one sin will beset you. It will make you go all the way back you want to know what that sin is? Anybody interested? you want to know? Uh, hey, you remember when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt uh, and he brought them through that uh, through that Red Sea uh, and he brought them up to the very brinks of crossing over into the, uh, into the uh, land of Canaan, the land flowing with milk and honey. All they had to do was cross a little river. Uh, they'd already crossed the sea and God said he was going to give them the land. But instead they They doubted God. And the Bible says in the day of provocation, they provoked God. It was the sin of unbelief. Because of the sin of unbelief, they didn't believe God. They had to wander around in that wilderness for 40 years until all of them died off that were adults and accountable. There's a sin, the sin, that can set you back. And it's the sin of unbelief. You know, this Bible says, mama mia, it's in in here. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This right here is a faith builder. That's why why you're supposed to read it every day, young people. Every day. Because if you read it every day, you're feeding your spiritual person. Amen. You don't want to wreck. And if you don't want to wreck, amen, you want to make sure that you're reading the Word of God. Amen. So then, uh, looking too much in the rearview mirror can cause you to wreck. Driving under the influence can cause you to wreck. Not sure where you're going can cause you to wreck. Amen. Uh, uh, too much weight can cause you to wreck. Going to sleep at the wheel, I'm going to have to speed up. Uh, going to sleep at the wheel can cause you to wreck. And that's why uh, Paul was saying, uh, Peter was saying, stir up your minds. I'm driving this car. I don't know a whole lot about this car, but I'm driving it. It's got this lane assist. Somebody else in here might have that. I didn't I did never have that. It it somebody. I'm driving along. And I, and I eased over a little bit too much over to this white line and it took the steering wheel away from me and jerked it back over and straightened it back up. Now I'll be honest with you, I thought something was wrong with the car. I said, man, something's wrong with this thing. Uh, this thing's demon possessed or something. And it pulled it over and it straightened it back up. I eased over here a little bit and it pulled it back over and straightened it back up and I showed a signal. And i have done that a couple of times just playing with it. I mean, man, hey, it's a it's a blast. And she said, turn right, right now. And I'm, and I'm holding it. And then all all of a sudden a cup of coffee appeared on the screen. You say, no way. A cup of coffee come up and said you may be tired. You may need some rest. And it had a cup of coffee on the day. Now it wasn't a literal one you could drink. It was just a picture of one. <laughs> Going to sleep at the wheel causes thousands. Tens of thousands of wrecks every year. Here you are. Sister, I've seen you for years. Playing the piano. I've known them, I don't know. Thirty years maybe, Brother Laddie, I don't know. I've seen you a long time ago. Hey, Amen. You look just like you did then. I don't know how you do that. I was young then. But listen to me. You can get so used. See, Brother Williams, you you already know this. Maybe, I hope you do. But this is not a normal church, in case you didn't know it. This is not a normal church. Uh, I can take you to church after church after church after church. You don't feel God in those churches. I'm just being honest. Well, you know that. You go in there, we'll go in there, and we'll preach, and we'll try to encourage them, and we'll we'll try to beg God to come in there with us. But a lot of times, he just ain't nowhere around. I don't know if it's an Ichabod issue. I don't know if God's departed or not. But you know what I'm talking about. You can get in there and you feel like you're the only one in there. and, and, And I don't like it. And I do my best to try to preach and help the people anyway. But be careful now because you can get so relaxed and so used to this church that you can take advantage of it. Amen. You can take it for granted. And you can think, well, that just all churches is like this. And all churches got a good pastor that believes in the King James Bible and preaches for us and, and, and tries to get the will of God for every message. You can, you can get used to it that everybody can play the piano. Man, I'm telling you. And sing, and play guitars and uh, computers. But not all not all of them's like that. So then going to sleep at the wheel can cause you to wreck. I'm going to give you these real quick. I'm not going to preach them. I'm going to try not to preach them. Amen. Arguing with your spouse. I know somebody that just killed somebody up on the mountain because him and his wife got into an argument and as they got in an argument, he wasn't paying attention. He crossed the line, hit somebody head on and killed them. Arguing with your spouse can cause you to wreck. Driving too close to the edge can cause you to wreck. Hey, listen to me. Get way over in, God. You remember the story about the little girl that went upstairs to go to bed? Mom and Daddy went up there, and they told her it was time to go to bed, and she went on in there. They went in there and tucked her in, and that prayed with her. They went on downstairs. They heard something, and they jumped up run upstairs, and there she was laying on the floor. And they said, Honey, what happened? She said, Well, I guess I stayed too close where I got in at. Let well, me tell you something. You don't want to just get in. You want to get way in. You, hey, get way on in there. Amen. Hey, man. Somebody said to me, it was a family member, and they said, "Well, I'm glad you saved. I just didn't know you was going to be that saved." Yeah. Hey, man. But get all the way in there. Hey, man. Hey, man. Now it's been a long time. Hey, man. We're going into uh, to our fortieth. Hey, man. We're going to, Hey, man. It's been a long time we've been living for God. Thirty now's passed. We're going into the next ten. Hey, man. It's cause we got way in there. Amen. Don't stay close to the edge. Amen. Amen. Listening to the wrong music can cause you to crash. You saw, oh, Brother Fraser, listening to the wrong music can't cause you to crash. I was driving down the highway, seeing a car swerving all over the road. I said, man, I've got to get by this guy. It'd slow down. It'd speed up. It'd slow down all over the road, over this side. I said, man, they got to be Texan. And so I started around them and got over there, and it was a guy going and his bass was so strong, brother, it was vibrating my rearview mirror. Boom, 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 boom. That wasn't the horn, friend, that was his bass. Had that rap music blaring? Does anybody know what rap music is? It's a baboon trying to brush his teeth. <laughs> Man, I did that one uh, meeting and somebody come to me and said, man, that's good rapping. <laughs> uh. Amen. Amen. Driving too close to the edge. Listening to the wrong music, amen, can cause you to wreck. Uh, turning around in the road, trying to go back to Egypt can cause you to wreck. Uh, crossing the center line, uh, amen. That can cause you to can cause you to wreck. Rebelling against authority. Don't run the law. Uh, amen. They're smart enough to get you tag number now. Uh, amen. Don't do it. Uh, letting the kids drive. You can't let the babies drive. When it comes to spiritual issues, I, it's amazing. I, I knock on a door. I, sir, I'd like to invite you to church. Maybe invite us in. We're sitting there talking. I said, sir, we sure would love you to have, have you come to church. And, and his wife comes over and sits down. Well, what have you got to offer? Amen. And we said, we've got this and this and this and this. And then they bring in a little boy, a little girl about this big, and they ask him, do you want to go? One of them said it like this. Would you rather go to church or would you rather go to McDonald's and play in the balls? And that little kid, you can't believe it, but he chose the balls. (laughs) You know why he chose the balls? Because he didn't have any spiritual about him. He he couldn't make the right thing. Moms and dads, let me tell you something. I know it's hard. I've raised up two sons. Now pretty soon here, I'm going to have 10 grandchildren. Amen. That's amazing for a 27-year-old man to have 10 grandchildren. Now I'm not a 27-year-old man. I'll just tell you it'd be amazing if a 27-year-old did that. Rebelling against authority, letting the kids drive, going the wrong way on a one way street, not letting the light shine. Somebody driving down the road with no headlights on last night. Tim and I said, Look, that guy don't have any ideal. He don't have his lights on, junk in the floorboard, bad road conditions. Following someone too close. Let me tell you something, you better be careful. You better be careful following someone too close. Amen. Amen. If you want to follow somebody real close, get right on Jesus. I mean right on him. Amen. Amen. Going too fast will cause you to wreck. and Going too slow can cause you to wreck. Reckless driving is a bad thing. No brakes is out of control. No reading the signs. I, not taking care of your equipment. I'm angry with another driver going the same way. What is that? Watching the world go by can cause you to wreck. Running a stoplight can cause you to wreck. Failure to yield can cause you to wreck. Out of alignment can cause you to wreck. A blowout will get it done every time. Not prepared for the weather can cause you to wreck. But I want to say there's an auto repair shop. And maybe, just maybe, some things I've said to you this morning, maybe they vibrated you sternly. That car I chunters, that thing's got problems. I don't know. It vibrates well when you don't do right. I had one, and it vibrated the seat. If you got too close on this side, this side went. And if you got too close over here on this side, it First time it done it, I thought, oh, my, what is that? It, it vibrates over here and vibrates over there. I said, Linda, honey, you've got to get over here and drive this. Then I had to tell her about it because I was afraid she'd wreck. God wants your attention. He cares about you. He loves you. He wants you to finish it right. And though I know it's been a little bit silly, how serious that it is. Because if you want to finish this thing right, you're going to have to listen to what the preacher said this morning. I want you all to finish right. Let's bow our heads together this morning. I wonder if God might have just whispered to somebody. You're looking too much in that rearview mirror. Maybe too much of your testimony is about your rearview mirror instead of that big windshield ahead. Maybe you've been tempted to do something you shouldn't do. Maybe you don't have the brakes on like you should have. Maybe you're going too slow in life. Maybe you're going too fast. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know this. God doesn't want you to wreck. If the Lord's whispered to your heart, He probably didn't beat the door down, but He's whispered to you. Maybe you're an adult, and you know somebody's watching you, some little girl. She thinks you're wonderful. She wants to be just like you when she grows up. And you don't want to let her down, and maybe you want to come down here and say, God, would you help me? God, would you become my voice? in the car to tell me, Lord, when to turn and when not to and when to slow down and when to speed up. And God, would you please help me? I don't want to crash. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to cause somebody else's life to have to stop. Oh, God, could you help these young people this morning? God, could you help them to get a good start and not have to go down the same roads and same crashes we've seen? Lord, help this pastor, Lord Jesus. I want him to finish right. And Lord, as the big targets are stepping off the scene, the devil can't shoot no more arrows at Sammy Allen. He can't shoot no more at Stinny Blue. He can't shoot no more fiery darts at Billy Gooseby. And that means more are gonna come our way. More are gonna be shot at Ricky Grabley. He's going to try to mess him up, Lord. Help me, God. I want to finish right.